want the deed to your school. I'll bite your ears off. Oh, wait, wait, no. <laughs> I'm thinking of the wrong guy, aren't I? No, Mike Tyson. Uh, Mike Tyson. Okay. He, he bit some ears. Yeah, that's him. Well, All one right. ear. It's the movie toast the show here for you. Dennis and Adam joke about orgasms and sweet movie reviews. We talk about TV too, right? I, I think so. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah! Yeah! Movie toast. Dash it down to Prancevix and comma Cupidana Blitzen. Dash it down to Prancevix and comma Cupidana Blitzen. Dash it down to Prancevix and comma Cupidana. Dennis, what? Are, what? are you having a stroke? You're, you're supposed to be giving an intro. No. What the hell's going on? No. I'm fine. Does not the t- No. Um, no, I'm trying to Dennis, win a radio you know, contest, so, man. So, so, Don't distract me. A radio? What, what can you win? A Turbo Man doll. What everyone wants this holiday season. The hottest toy on the market in 1996? Sinbad himself. 96? Come on. It's like 98. Is it? It's, I don't it's fucking post, know. It's post-episode one. Jake Lloyd okay. is, is hot shit. This is after... You sure? Really? I think. Oh, shit. I thought I'm it was pre-episode one. The fuck out. I, I mean, you oh. could totally be right, but I, I, I just... I'm gobsmacked by this. It doesn't matter, man. Oh man, I ruined that intro. No, 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 no. You you uh, fucking called it. You you called it. Because uh, at, at a ninety nine release date. Okay. Yeah. What was it? Two thousand one when Phantom Three Menace years. came out. No, Phantom Phantom Menace was ninety ninety nine. Uh, oh wow! Jingle All the way was ninety six. I was way off. Oh nice! I was just pulling that out of my ass. Oh, no. Well, nice. you you reached well. Nice. You you got. I mean, you got it's there. covered you in shit. It. My hand is covered in shit, but no, that's just, at least I can that's flush. That's just a chocolate pretzel. Don't worry. Oh. Or what was it? It was a Twix pretzel. Shut up! Oh, boy. Oh, no. Pull uh, that out of your back pocket. Um. <laughs> Speaking of doing this, I really want to get a trivia game going. I, I feel like we should have monthly trivia game we over should. on Twitch. Oh, ooh. That's a good, yeah. good call. Well, I'm trying I... to find some stuff online, like to have like as Christmas gifts, so we could may- uh, maybe like I can make illegal copies and send it to you. I can send pictures. I don't know. Oh, I like that idea. There you go. Although I guess we could just look up shit online. There's going to be millions of trivia games. We could we could make up a toasty version. I feel like we could do something toasty yeah. themed, mm-hmm. nice and crispy for y'all. <laughs> uh, Dennis, how you doing this week, man? Not bad, not bad. Still, still coming down from the overload from the Thanksgiving meal. It was a uh, the the classic spread one would expect on the Thanksgiving table. Ate a lot, had some rum spiked eggnog, which was tasty. And uh, right, I got I got to get to the nitty gritty on this. Uh, you really like spiced? I love just eggnog alone, man. I can't. I feel like uh, I, I'm a bitch when it comes to hard liquor or alcohol in general. Ah, oh, see, yeah, this was some this was some Sailor Jerry, and I was I didn't realize we got like the limited edition bottle or whatever the fuck. So oh. it was like 92 proof. So it was a little, <laughs> these were, these were a little hefty. They had some, they got some weight to them. How many did you have? Oh, uh, I don't know. <laughs> we had a few. Uh, uh, fair enough. Spread it, spread it through many, many hours and what felt like several pounds of food. Mm. Got a few glasses of water in there too. Don't worry, mom. What a good liar. Oh. You were throwing up turkey left and right like you were all Linda over, Blair. All over ceiling, head <laughs> rotating 360 degrees. What a sight. Poor Emmy's just trying to escape the vomit everywhere are you kidding me she's just laughing it up she's running around oh <laughs> doing as dogs do true true that 
Well, I I think uh, although we don't have uh, trivia games for you tonight, which would be interesting to be this one side. I guess we could just like put a pause and some music, a little jingle some of some kind in there and then wait for, you know, reveal the answer. But I have nothing for you, folks. What I was going to get at, though, are some some fun polls that I know Adam oh. has ready to go for you guys. All right, so what's, yeah, uh, let's see. What, what was our what was our big hitters this week? Well, all right. So I'm going to go with one uh, movie that you reviewed. I was kind of promoting it with the poll. Uh, you reviewed uh, Home Alone 2 Lost in New York. So Ooh. I wanted to find out what the Twitter followers uh, favorite Home Alone movies were out of Home Alone, Home Alone 2, Home Alone 3 and I put a curveball in there for, I prefer House Party. You know, Kid and Play's famous movie. Oh, my God. <laughs> because they're not home alone. They're there with a group of people. It's a big covid group of people, yeah. Yeah. There you go. Uh, so what, what? what's yours? What would you vote for? Well, House Party, obviously. No, God damn it. Uh, <laughs> home Alone 2, I would say, is, I would argue, is the better of the Home Alone movies. I, we all love the classic introduction to the story in the first film, but... Once you get that step up in budget and location and all that stuff, Home Alone 2, Home Alone 2, long of the short. Okay. Home Alone 2. Fair enough. Fair enough. Unfortunately, our Twitter fans had unanimous, I can't fucking speak, unanimous, unanimous, today, Junior, they all voted 100% for Home Alone. And you know what? I'm, I'm jumping on board with them. Something about the classic of watching a boy rig his house with fucking pranks and things that should kill these fucking wet bandits. Man, <laughs> Something about that sticks with me. It is true. It's funny to, to try to estimate how many times they should have been murdered by this child. And it's it's pretty funny. But I mean, it. don't get me wrong. Uh, the first one is a very, very close second for me i just think hey you don't gotta you don't gotta sell me man i like home loan 2 lost in new york i'm one of those weird fucks that actually also enjoys home loan 3 even though it has nothing to do with home alone a little rc truck and fucking i don't know why why didn't you put uh, home loan 4 on there because at least we're back at the mcallisters in that one because i never seen it and i assume the mcallisters didn't they get a divorce or something yep or that can we not afford a full cast i think so Uh, but we don't have any of the actual uh, cast from the nope. original, do we? No uh, one. You, I'm honestly looking forward to the uh, Disney Plus reboot. Uh, I know I shouldn't be, but I am. I'm just intrigued to see how they can make a modern day version and not have it be shitty. What I'm curious is how you can do a modern day version and then not have it be wildly violent and something that children would want to attempt. You know, like, True. I got to be honest, there was plenty of stuff in there as a kid, like, fuck, yeah, I want to set up a house full of traps and watch an adult walk through it and get <laughs> maimed and injured. Now, you're sadistic, son of a bitch. I, aren't you? Yeah, I, I must be. I must be a twisted fucking person. But so I'm going to I'm going to go another poll, uh, which was also promoting one of the movies you watched, 30 Days a Night. I wanted to know what everyone's favorite Josh Hartnett movie was out of the following four. Oh, the faculty. Black Hawk Down, Hollywood Homicide, and Sin City. Oh, wow. Oh, nice choices there. Um, dang. Hollywood Homicide. No, I'm kidding. Fucking uh, Black, Black <laughs> Hawk Down. Uh, well, you, you, don't, you don't enjoy Josh Hartnett and fucking uh, Han Solo? Uh, being Han Solo trying to sell you a mansion <laughs> in the Hollywood Hills. I tried watching that movie so many times and I just did not get it when it came oh, out. Jesus. I'm like, uh, this is above me. Do you believe me if I told you I saw that in the theater when it came out? 
I 100 percent would. And, right, I remember being at the uh, at, at the time it was the movie land seven, I think is what they called it. Downtown Good Salem. times of that one. Yes, sir. It was there was a bus stop close by, so it was an easy to get to movie theater for me mm. for a long time. Oof, uh, I wish I had an easy to get to theater <laughs> by bus halfway across town. I mean, I had I had <laughs> I had taken buses to movie theaters, but I had to go from like town to town and bus stop to bus stop. Christ. And one time, actually, two times, actually missed the bus and had to walk home very far mileage. And one time was in the snow because I was too oh. stubborn. Oh, uh, man. Movies were not worth it. You didn't post up and just wait for the next one? No, and the sad part was, one of them, it was the end. It, it was the the end of days oh. for uh, the bus. And I didn't have any money for a payphone. And I was pissed because one of my buddies had his grandmother pick him up and had me and the other two, me, me and the other two guys walk home. And I'm like, you're a piece of shit. Oh, uh, good friend. And the other one was kind of fucked up because we, like... Uh, it was me and my cousin walking, and we we kind of passed one of our uh, aunts and uncles' houses. But I'm like, eh, I don't want to bug them. We'll just keep trekking in the snow. So they find out their nephew like fucking half froze a block <laughs> away from their house the next day. Yeah, I didn't want to be a bother. I think yeah, you might have been okay. To my funeral. <laughs> you might you might have been fine, Adam. <laughs> uh, oh boy. So you said uh, Black Hawk Down. Black Hawk Down. Yeah, for sure. All right. I, if I was voting, I'd be uh, kind of tossed up here between the faculty. I really enjoy the faculty oh, yeah. and Sin City. I, I really love Sin City, so I, I would have given it to Sin City. Oh, cool. Yeah. No, that's yeah. another good one. I mean, that's a, it's a solid, yeah. solid movie. It's so good. That and Hollywood Homicide both got zero uh, percent. <laughs> uh, apparently, oh. I uh, nobody thinks like me. Uh, so uh, the faculty got 40% and Black Hawk down. I keep wanting to say something else instead of Hawk. I want to say something else, but I'm like, I don't know why that just wants to roll off my tongue. Uh, it got 60%. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. And that was the one I'm like, ah, should I put that one up? Or wasn't he in another like war movie right around the same year? Like behind enemy lines or like uh, saving no. private... Are you thinking? Are you thinking of uh, Jarhead? No, 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 no. When I was googling it, like, now I gotta Google it to find out. Oh, uh, no, yeah. Hold, hold up a second here. Josh Hartnett. According to Wikipedia, Joshua Daniel Hartnett is an American actor and movie producer. I don't know. I just want to hear Google talk about Josh Hartnett. <laughs> <laughs> That's very accurate, Google. Uh, now I gotta hit movies. Pearl Harbor. It was two thousand one. Apparently, oh, they're playing these things. Oh, son of a bitch! Black Hawk Down two thousand one. Of course, Pearl Harbor. Oh my gosh! What? You know, maybe just because I think of Ben Affleck first. Yeah, yeah. But that's the thing. I was tossed up. I'm like, I should put both of those up. But I'm like, I kind of wanted to get a mixture of different genres, mm. kind of. Oh yeah. yeah. No, that's true. No, that works. Fuck. Yeah. I think of Cuba Gooding Jr. before I think of Josh Hartnett. <laughs> Hey man, Josh, I, I've never seen the movie, so I can't say anything. It's good. But I've, it's long. Was he like a smaller character or Oh, he's like the other main character. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's very prominent in the film. Uh, no small part whatsoever. So I also promoted another uh thing that you watched, uh, which happened to be a Netflix series. I'm talking about Queen's Gambit. Oh, nice. Uh so I, I kind of wanted to this one. It's kind of a stretch because it's not about movies, but I wanted to know what people's favorite Netflix original show was out of the following four. Stranger Things, The Crown, Full House, and Big Mouth. Okay. I have a guess which probably got the least votes, but 
it is probably the thing I would choose. That's what's funny. I, I'm pretty sure it probably is. But let, what, 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 let's let's do the, let's do backwards. Tell me like the order of the least to to the the, the favorite. What you think might have been? I have a feeling Big Mouth probably has the fewest votes. Okay. If not the crown, what's okay. the what, what is what? Yeah. What are the bottom two? All right, the bottom two. Fuller House and The Crown both got 11%. So you, you got oh, there. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Oh, all right. But and now... Uh, it has to be up top. That has to... It is. It is. Yeah. Uh, Easy. Big Mouth got 22% and Stranger Things got 56 Okay. Yeah, Stranger Things yeah. easily would be the top choice. I mean, that's out of those would probably be my favorite. Big Mouth would be a close second, though. I very much enjoyed that show. Um, yeah, no, it's kind of tough for me because I do love Stranger Things, but I do love Big Mouth. But <laughs> I think I'd go Big Mouth, I think. Oh, nice. Okay. So I got I to gotta put a divide there. Right but there. fucking Breaking Stranger norm. Things is so, so fun to binge. But so is watching kids be kids with hormone monsters. I don't know. It's a toss up. We're, we're actually we're looking at. Uh, so L.A. has a drive through Stranger Things experience. It's oh. actually like sponsored by, you know, it's put on by Netflix and everything. Uh, we're actually looking at maybe getting tickets to drive through it. But uh, huh, what would that? Uh, it's an hour would that... long experience where you actually have scenes play out for you while you're in your car. But there's like cast members, like actors will be running around with like vehicle. And uh, yeah, there's not a whole lot of description because they don't want to give too much away. But it's, they mm. said it takes an hour to get through it, and they schedule it out fifteen minutes gaps between you and the next mm-hmm. car. So, yeah, that that is pretty like that's that's a great way to spend a night. COVID or no COVID, that's a unique experience. Yeah. I imagine. Yeah, if we end up doing it, we'll keep you keep you updated. Please do. We'll tell you how it goes. But the uh, season four premiere of Big Mouth, if you're any Big Mouth fans out there, uh, actually uh, tomorrow, December fourth. Tomorrow being the day that this uh, podcast comes out, uh, the new season starts. Sweet. So I know what I'm doing this weekend. Oh, yeah. Me and the the missus got through the last. Again, I I apologize. A little more TV. I'll do a little sprinkle and then move on. But just to pitch it out there, because I just off the top of my head. um, Yeah. We got through the latest season of Yellowstone. I know the cowboy thing is not your scene. It's not personally mine either, but it is a fun ride to go on. This is like. Is this Dennis Quaid or Kevin Costner? Kevin Costner. Uh, who, he's had a little bit of a comeback with uh, stuff. I feel like oh, and he kills it in that show. Say so the rest. I mean, the rest of the cast is great. The the whole cast is awesome. That's really what keeps me coming back every week. Um, they have found some very unique people. Some of them are like stunt people who have worked with horses for many many huh. years. So we're we're seeing them do the shit that they're talking about doing like it's it's pretty cool just to see these like really awesome location shots these beautiful landscapes and then seeing so much of the cast actually riding horseback and so what's the the plot you said it's like son of the anarchy is it cowboys doing like drug smuggling and gun smuggling Uh, it's more they're trying to keep their land by any means necessary while a lot of these other like property investors are trying to move in buy up parcels of montana wilderness not wilderness but you know the the mountains and stuff and they're trying to develop it and turn it into this vacation spot and make it this big city and turn into like park city utah just a you know a vacation spot Mm. um and they're trying to do what they can to keep the land the way it is and yeah it's it's quite a ride it's pretty fun i don't know why i was hoping when you said the missus and i uh caught up on i I was hoping you were gonna say we binge fucking saved by the bell the (laughs) reboot that just came out no no Uh, sorry not not, oh nope nope i uh 
get, get, guest host while you're gone was a uh, good old Rick. Uh, he he uh, texted me. He's like, you watch Saved by the Bell? I'm like, no. He's like, pilot sucked. Every other episode was great. It was hilarious. So I'm like, that's kind of a, a big... Uh, a big sell there, so I think I might check out an episode okay. or three. All right, there you go. Yeah. All right, Rick, yeah. when I'm over. Good job, dude. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I guess we let's get out of the world of TV. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Watch any movies this week? Movies. Oh yeah, we talk about movies here. <laughs> Just kidding. Do we? I fucking love uh, movies. All right, I know. I don't know. We have a whole song. Uh, I thought I thought they said we talk about a uh, TV and and they were questioning if we talk about movies in the song. I don't know. The question if we talk about TV too. But okay. not a, again, and then just to, I hate to bring it up, but not a single orgasm again. Just what is it with us not talking about orgasms, no, man? Totally dropped the ball on that subject matter. But you know what? That's okay. We'll move on. We'll have to adapt. To maybe, that. maybe next week, maybe like Big Mouth season four, like oh, some God. girls. I don't even want to say it, but no. it is something that could happen on the show, but I'm not going to. That's fucking. Yeah. If it comes sure. up, maybe next week, but we'll they're not sweet orgasms uh, like Greece. Uh, they're more creepy. Oh, that's true. Creepy. Hey. I guess I guess it does come up on occasion. Yeah, look at that, Greece. Thanks again. Yeah, the one time, Greece, you got us. <laughs> yeah. Wah, wah. Uh. yeah, I got a movie. Uh, let's start us off with It Man Three. I Ooh. kept the It Man ball rolling, so we are continuing the story of It Man in Hong Kong. We pick up with his old his older son has moved away to. Uh, study like his academy studies he's gone to college back towards uh, their hometown Foshan. it man his wife and their young son their youngest son have posted up in hong kong it man has a school again they've all you know they've rooted themselves in hong kong nice. there's a little bit of a this scuffle with this gang that's kind of like it's it's kind of the same beats the previous ones um you recognize like we're gonna meet our character who the story is really about up front then he's going to float to the back while this villain fights us for a minute and then the villain drops back to reveal the the real character you know the true <laughs> story at the end or the true focus of the story at the end but i i gotta say this one I hit a couple notes for me i really appreciated but it may just be it may just be my perspective now i will we'll have to see so um as we're getting through the story there's the villain they pop up of course they want the land that the their youngest son is going to school on the, the, the where their school is located they want the principal mm -hmm. to sell the title of the land over to them so they can just own all of this property they can own the whole neighborhood and because uh, principals have the deeds to schools well apparently this one does i don't quite understand how it works uh and this this neck of the woods this part of Hong Fair Kong, but this is how it rolls so there's this gang that, yeah, we want your land. And for some reason, they also run these, this underground fight club. That's like a betting mm. underground fight betting that one of the parents fathers participates in as a contestant. So oh. while defending the school, he beats off a bunch, beats off a bunch of bad guys. Oh, I, was gonna say. Oh, I want to hear more about that. <laughs> Dennis, did you watch the porn parody of Ipmon? It, 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 no, no, Ipmon. Ipmon? No, that's not what was happening. Uh, so he so, so he and Itman help defeat the bad guys attacking the school. But it turns out the guys attacking the school, you know, are the people he kind of works for. So they kind of gave him shit and were like, hey, you shouldn't have been beating the shit out of our henchmen. We're going to go fuck your shit up. So they come back the next day and start kidnapping kids. So they kind of yeah, they ramp it up a little bit and they lure them away from the school and fucking kidnap them. And 
it, it's a so we, we kind of have this rescue scenario that has popped up in all three films so far. So it's I'll admit there is a little repetition. So it did lose a little bit of a point for me there. One of the high points and funny enough, one of the things I feel like you see plastered all over the posters and stuff is friggin Mike Tyson, the champ. Yeah, he's in the movie. He's I've act- never seen the trailer for this. And I'm like, I want to see this, even though I've never seen any of these movies. So spoiler alertage quite a, l- a little bit, N- not in a lot of the movie. <laughs> and of it's kind of funny to see him like he's some he does speak a little bit of Mandarin, but it's so obviously dubbed in. It sounds like him speaking the lines, but it is, is not it like sync up with what you see on camera. <laughs> I want to teach you a school. I'll bite your ears off. Oh, wait, wait, no. <laughs> I'm thinking of the wrong guy, aren't I? No, Mike Tyson. Uh, Mike Tyson. Okay. He, he bits him ears. Yeah, that's him. Well, All one right. ear. Did, didn't he have a big fight over the weekend? Oh, that's didn't right. Did he do like he, something? Someone, like a rapper or someone he's going to beat the shit out of. Yeah, some really obscured person. I, yeah, I forget what it. Yeah, I, I'm Sorry. fighting somebody yeah, for sure. Fair enough. Um, So he, it turns out he's the like the the foreigner dog that is telling the gangs what to do and that is something that popped up in the last well actually again all three films there is a an evil foreigner that's trying to tell us uh locals how to live our lives assholes mike tyson is kind of the one behind it but it gets resolved a little too fast that part i i didn't like that it was it didn't kind of hold held out to the bitter end i feel like they only had mike tyson for so long and Mm -hmm. wanted to get one solid fight scene in with him and it is awesome. I got to admit, like, OK, he still looks scary. Mike Tyson looks like a scary damn man to be like, <laughs> going toe to toe with. He's he, not playing himself, right? No, he's not playing himself. Okay. This isn't like a, a spinoff of the hangover character. Mike Frank. Tyson. My name is Frank and I'm a bad guy. No, um, <laughs> is he? Uh... No, he's he actually was awesome. It's some of it plays kind of weird to me, but maybe it's because this is how the character should play for the, the audience they're aiming for originally, you okay. know, as a Chinese film. I, I like that. He, he has a family. Like he actually, it, he has, it seems like they don't acknowledge it, but it seems like he has a wife and daughter and he likes Fair playing enough. with his daughter. And he was, when we first meet Mike Tyson, there's this little girl that he's like kind of training to fight. He's telling her to punch his hands and he's like doing a boxing drill with her. And that was kind of a, a cute, but scary moment at the same time. <laughs> um, <laughs> But easily one of one of my favorite fight scenes was him and Mike Tyson. Then our other like who the film is really about is the uh, the other dad, the fight club dad. He is um, Brad Brad Pitt and Ed Norton are in this. Yeah, uh, except they're one person. And uh, what it really ends up being about is he was trained by the same master. It man was trained by or at least their master was trained by the same master. So it's like they, they descend from the same lineage of. Wing Chun. And he thinks this other guy thinks he was taught as a pure version and is true Wing Chun, whereas it man is teaching this like bastardized version that, well, an effective martial art isn't a true Wing Chun master. He starts his own school fight club guy. He quits doing the fight club, starts his own school. He actually garners a lot of respect uh, in the neighborhood and then decides I'm ready to challenge uh, Itman and he sets up this whole fight. But then there's this gnarly storyline of Itman's wife finds out she has cancer. And this gnarly storyline and it like it kind of struck a chord with me. I don't know if it's just because I only just recently, you know, recently got married and it's like, well, how much different isn't it after all this time? But there was this moment of like, here's Itman, this guy who's supposed to be he's a master of Kung Fu. And all of the people, all of these people in the street recognize him and his name has so much pull and he can 
beat the shit out of just about anyone, but he can't do anything in this situation. There's nothing he can do but be there. Can I friend. can I ask you a serious question though? Yeah. Is he a master of friendship and karate for, every, for everyone? everyone? I know I said it those man. backwards. I was supposed to say. Ah, <laughs> fighter of the bad man. Ah, champion of Winchon. Chun, Chun. <laughs> it writes itself, man. The master of kung fu and French. <laughs> oh, uh, sorry, f- sorry. No, there you go. I think that might be a good oh. opener right there. That should be oh, the there. <laughs> oh god, that's great. Oh, I love you, Sonny. Um yeah, so it's it takes it takes this gnarly turn, and I love the the moments we cultivate there because that's not something I feel like we spent a whole lot of time. Even in the last one with the birth of his son, I feel like it didn't strike a chord quite as well as this scene did. When he was just he instead of going to the fight, he goes to a, a dance class with his wife, so they can yeah. they can just have a moment together and. It's it. It was touching. I I appreciated nice. that. It wraps up pretty quick, and uh, but like I said, it kind of lost a, a a little bit of a point for me, just because I feel like we've hit a lot of these beats before. But it was still fucking entertaining to watch. I mean, it just as visually entertaining as the previous one. I would say maybe not quite as original, but I liked the the bamboo pole fight was pretty badass. I did I did like that when we finally got that showdown between the two masters and and they still just make it look effortless it's it looked awesome uh still an enjoyable watch i have to give uh it man 3 a 2.9 i'm gonna oh just i gotta ding it a little bit but it's not enough to dissuade me from i'm gonna keep watching the rest of it man until until i finally watch one that like really turns me off which not even close to yet i'm i'm all in for when when you want to have this kind of movie when you want to watch just a badass action movie that has a little sliver of heart in there too. Hmm. Check it out. Keep it going. So where where do you go next? You got to be running out of these movies, right? So there's actually a sequel, It Man Four, but there's also two more spinoff uh, It Man films, and uh, huh. I've added those to my queue as well. Uh, one of them is called Master Z, which actually tells the story. I, I saw that one. It's kind of cool. You say, oh, you've seen it? Yeah. Oh, sure. I don't know. I, I just one day I was like, I want to see this movie. And I'm like, I don't know any of this mythology, but I like this movie. That's interesting. You say, OK, so it looks like the main character that that one is about is the um, is the is the other main character from this one I just watched. He's he's the oh. other half of the story. So he he started the other Wing Chun school to try to mm. promote like, you know, what he thought was the real real Wing Chun. Nice. No, that uh, so that technically I think is next in release date that huh. one. But there is It Man Four. So I'm a little I got I'm a little I have a little bit of a toss up between going so... for the next released film or the next Donnie Yen movie. Now here here's my toss up if I were you. It's like, all right, the movie that came out next cool not fully connected but it's connected but i wonder if any of the stuff that happens that has an effect on ip man 4 this is true this is very true it is the next year because it's a pretty rapid fire series Mm. like it's one every like year or other year or something watch out fast and furious yeah I mean, it's pretty good rhythm. And then, shit, there's one more. There's one more. Uh, really? Hitman movie that was like Lady Dragon or something like that. Oh, I like the name of that. That sounds badass. I forget. It was a it was a female practitioner of Wing Chun. Um, I believe huh. the focus of that one was. But uh, part of the Hitman legacy. So, hmm. 
lot, lots well, I'm more intrigued to see to what you decide yeah. to watch. Oh, I know like, I, that's a lot more than I expected they had. Oh, yeah. Oh, me too. I apologize for catching cut, that. Burp, 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 burp. Apologize for cutting you off. It's all good. I do it to you every single moment of this show. <laughs> I don't know why I'm talking like this. I kind of like it. It's just funny. really wanted you to know. I'm I'm dubbing myself. Oh boy. <laughs> so yeah, uh, in uh, uh, in summary, Hitman Three, I give it a two point nine. It is fun, a fun continuation of the series, but don't expect a whole heaping helping of originality. But you'll be satisfied seeing. I think you should be satisfied seeing more of the same. You know, if if that's hmm. what you're here for, that's what you're gonna get. So see, I'm I'm kind of shocked. Honestly, you've talked about these other movies in the past, and you say they're badass. I'm like, cool, but the plots kind of sound lame. But this plot. I don't know if it's Mike Tyson. I don't know if it's the crazy fights or the kids in the school. For some reason, this one, I'm like, this sounds pretty badass. I will. The gravity of the first one, I think, is the heaviest. That one is like, and it's was fucking real. I mean, with the Japanese occupation, there was, they, you know, they, they had some intense shit happening. So that I, I, I got to give props to the first one. First one's obviously, you know, that is the what's going to start you off. But like yeah. we said earlier in the uh, Home Alone conversation, I, I think so far this oof, I was about to say the second one has been my favorite so far, but I'm not even hey, sure that's if I can all good. say that. It's kind of a toss up. They're all oh, man. First one. First one. Anyway. Fair enough. I'll just keep on uh, rambling here. How about you? What, what do you got for your first film of the episode? My good man. All right. Cool. 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 I get a I got a movie I was really looking forward to um, a movie that I heard about on a podcast a while ago. Like, I want to say like three years ago that it was shot. I'm like, all right, cool. I've been waiting for it to come out. And it just got released on Redbox of all places. I'm like, all right. So already a ding against it because it's like it's taken this long to come out. But it's like, hey, maybe it just had to find the right home. Uh, this movie called Buddy Games. Uh it's uh, written and directed and stars uh, that hunk, uh, Josh Dumal. <laughs> and has just a pretty badass cast. It has uh, Olivia Munn, Dax Shepard, Nick Swartzen, James Roday, oh. uh, Kevin Dillon, a bunch of people. Oh, wow. like, yeah. it, it, pretty big names. So I, w- I was excited. So here's, here's the get down on it. It's about a group of friends who meet up every year to compete in a tournament of physical, mental, and just outright ridiculous events but the friends take a five-year hiatus because the last time they did it the beginning of the movie you see a tragic accident happen to one of the members of the group oh, no. and uh then that guy goes missing and then they end up finding him and they're like let's bring back the buddy games once the gang gets back together again they get up some crazy debauchery uh and you know it gets kind of crazy but honestly it's kind of lackluster the jokes are a little over the top, uh, and they miss their target, in my opinion. Ooh. And uh, the acting subpar. And like I said, there's some really great actors in this movie, and it kind of really, really pulls me out of the movie. Uh, so I'm going to give Buddy Games one and a half slices of toast. Um, yeah. Damn. Yeah. Okay. It, you know, it seemed like a watered-down version of that movie tag. And I wasn't a mm. giant fan of tag, but I enjoyed it. I would give it more than 1.5 slices, but, um, 
the the thing that I do like, it does seem like these guys are all friends and they're just have, having fun. But I think that's where it kind of detracts. It's like, oh, these guys are just having fun entertaining themselves making the movie. Mm. But they didn't entertain me as the audience. Like, yeah. all right, the, the tragedy that happened uh, to the one guy, he gets shot with a paintball in his testicle. He wins the buddy games and then there's a guy sleeping and he ends up trying to teabag the guy and someone shoots his testicle and he loses both his testicles somehow. And it's like, all right, yeah, that's... Oh. Oh, that's uh, that's a big joke. Ha 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 ha. Okay. Yeah. There's a uh, a moment in there. Only you would get this, or if you know me, you'd get it. Kind of reminded me of my short film Cream, except uh, instead of ice cream, there was a uh, pina coladas. Oh my god. Yeah, and it was a big joke in the movie. It's like they they just shot for the moon, and uh, I wish uh, they'd kind of hone it in a bit. They they didn't land among the stars. <laughs> they didn't. No, <laughs> they crashed and burned. <laughs> yeah, yeah, unfortunately. Um, but I did see another movie that I give you a slightly better review on, I think. Okay, I hope so. Let's take us uh, out of this one and a half slice hole. You got it. Yeah. All right, so I saw The Crudes, A New Era. Well, okay. Uh, this is the follow-up to the 2013 uh, animated film, The Crudes. If you haven't seen it or it's been a while, I'm going to try to give you a quick recap. Honestly, I haven't seen it since it came out in theater, so I might be a little wrong on the synopsis. But fucking let me know at Movie Toast News and reviews on Twitter uh, and all those hot spots. Um, So, yeah, the first one one was about a, uh, a family of cave people named the Croods. They thought they were the only people still living on Earth until they meet a young man named Guy, played by Ryan Reynolds. Uh, and he takes a liking to the daughter, Eep, played by Emma Stone. And uh, this picks up a couple of years later when uh, the Croods discover an amazing land of richness and food and just amazing. Everything beautiful lives here. Okay. Uh, and their minds are blown. But they come across a modern Stone Age family, kind of in the vein of the, the fucking Flintstones. Like, they, like, really figured out how to get things to work and... It's kind of cool, but the two families don't really see eye to eye. Okay. And uh, the two families kind of have a fight. Eep and Guy kind of break up a little bit. And uh, yeah, so it's 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 kind of a sad little flick like that. But the uh, the cast in this movie, man, oh man, it's great. Uh, it stars uh, Nicolas Cage as the dad. <laughs> the mother is played by Catherine Keener. Uh, as I said, Emma Stone was the daughter. Ryan Reynolds, the love interest. Clark Duke is a like a stoner kind of brother. Horace <laughs> uh, Leachman is the grandmother. And the uh, new people that we meet is uh, the family. Oh, the family's name. Uh, their names. Uh, what the fuck is it? Um, the Bettermans. So they're like kind of better than everybody. Oh, of course. Nice. Yeah, so it's already a, a wound right there. The uh, the mother is played by Leslie Mann. The father is played by uh, Peter Dinklage. And the daughter is played by Kelly Marie Tran from Star Wars. Okay. And we find out that Guy actually grew up with these guys. And the, the big conflict here is he really loves the modern way of living. And Nick Cage is kind of the old fashioned. He's like, no, the family has to stick together. But he was also afraid because he heard that a uh, guy and Eep were going to go off and start their own family and leave them. And the the, the better men's kind of like, oh, guy's back. Now he can kind of hook up with our daughter and be our <laughs> son-in-law. So it's just craziness ensues. And do the families come together to work together and uh, live in harmony? I don't know. You got to fucking check out the movie. The Crudes, 
a new era. I'm going to give two slices of toast. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. Better than the buddy games, though. That's yeah. Good. That's good. Yeah. Now, the main reason, sadly, I wanted to see, I mean, the cast is uh, pretty top notch and I love those guys, but I heard uh, Tenacious D has a cover of a song in there. <laughs> so I'm like, I got to go see it for that. And like, of course, it doesn't come on until the fucking credits. And then the last song in the credits is uh, sung by Jack Black and another singer. So I'm like, all right, good thing oh. it stuck around. Huh. Well, that's yeah. fun. Okay. Sad reason to see a movie, but I'm happy. It was nice. It's the first time I've been to the theater and I want to say like two months. So like, it, it was kind of nice being back in the theater. There you go. Did you feel comfy? Yeah. Like it was. A... I did. That's good. And catch this. I went to the theater that I, uh, uh, I saw mice at that one time. Oh, so, uh, mouse. Theater. I didn't see any mice this time. Oh. So I'm hoping, hoping it's clear or maybe I'm just naive and they were running all around my feet and I didn't notice. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> the only reason I went besides that, like, because I literally was like, five minutes away and the movie was just starting and I'm like, fuck it, I guess. And I had a $5 gift card through AMC, so I'm like, I guess I'll see this movie for $4. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but, yeah, uh, there you go. Yeah. If you have a family, if you have small kids, or if you just enjoy uh, some fun animated movies, go check out The Crude's A New Era. Nice. All right. Yeah. yeah. Sounds, like, sounds like a fun time. It was a, it was quite the romp. There it was go. a fun romp. Nice. Uh, so, uh, did you watch anything else this week? I do. I actually have a, a, a holiday romp that, it, depending on uh, your taste, could be a classic in your household. I know it is for ours. Jingle All the Way from 1996, starring Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sinbad. The oh, holiday yeah. classic about the hardworking dad that is trying to get his son the perfect Christmas present, which is his... Uh, favorite superhero, the Turbo Man action figure. And it, is, it of yeah. course, is the hottest, uh, the hot ticket this Christmas. Everyone's trying <laughs> to get it, including this uh, bumble. Uh, I hate to say it, but bumbling postman uh, played by Sinbad, where they're just rushing all over town trying to find the it's it's Christmas Eve and the whole town it's not only shopping, driving all over town, not, not only are all these crazy malls fucking business as usual and have huge hordes of people doing crazy raffles mm -hmm. and shit trying to get action figures. But for some reason, there's a parade in the afternoon before Christmas Day. But we're, we'll get to that. <laughs> we'll get to that ridiculous. Oh, we came back up to it. But so like I was saying, hardworking dad played by Arnold Schwarzenegger. He's kind of in... Uh, he hasn't been paying attention to his family. He's a busybody. He has earned a lot. It's clear. They have a big house. Uh, they have seemed to come from some means. They do pretty well. Mm -hmm. uh, they have a kind of a creepy fucking neighbor played by Phil Hartman, SNL classic. The guy is Ooh. hilarious. Ted is a creep that is just got eyes for Rita Wilson, uh, who plays Arnold Schwarzenegger's wife. And he, mm -hmm. it, there's a funny back and forth they have throughout the movie. He he makes this, there's this funny crude joke of he's over at their house and answers the phone when Arnold calls home to see, to let his wife know he's like still out looking for, well, not to reveal to her he's looking for the doll. She thinks he has bought it already. Oh, yeah. He's, call, he's calling the house and she, he's like Phil Hartman's over there helping bake cookies. And do you know where my wife is? He's all demanding. Oh, I think she's in the shower. Do you want me to go check? And he's just like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know why I think that whole exchange is hilarious. And then the whole put that cookie down now. Um, we got a mm -hmm. great scene with Jim Belushi playing this shady as fuck mall Santa. Who's <laughs> part of this, like underground Santa ring that sells back alley, uh, <laughs> like knockoff toys. And it's this, just this ridiculous scene that plays out where he 
invited to this warehouse with all these other mall Santas where they're just moving all these like hot merchandise. <laughs> and the, <laughs> of course, the, there's this big raid again, Christmas Eve that the police uh, have planned and Arnold walks right out the door because he picks up a, a toy police badge and flashes it at a cop and just shows him confidence. Typical <laughs> kindergarten cop back at it again. Oh, yeah. He, kn- he knows what to say. It is not a tumor. No. <laughs> God damn it. I wish I had more. I didn't have any ready to go. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I dropped the ball. I didn't. Yes. And uh, it's okay. there's also appearances by uh, Martin Mull. Of course, we get uh Maybe Anakin Skywalker himself, Jake Lloyd. And uh, yeah, it's 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 a romp. It's all over the place. It's really silly. There's some terrible, terrible CG. Uh, We get to see Arnold get to be Turbo Man by the end of the movie. Oh, yeah. Here's where I was going to go. One more thing to touch on, because it's just fucking ridiculous, which I, I already wrote down my my rating. I need to I need to knock it down a few pegs because it needs to be taken Uh-oh. with a grain of salt. I have a lot of fun watching this movie for old time's sake. It is by no means a good movie. I I will. I I don't know. I love the movie, dude. I love it's, it too. It's, it's, I love it too. Great. But you got to if you're really impartial, you really look at the structure. You really look at what's going on. This is kind of ridiculous. Yeah. There's uh the the parade again Christmas Eve. There's a whole fucking parade. The mm-hmm. whole town shows up for. There is a stuntman who is given military grade technology of <laughs> fucking jetpack. That lets you fly like insanely fast. He's got weapon like crazy weaponry. Sinbad can somehow shoot his fist and still like have a functioning (laughs) hand. I I, even as a kid, I remember distinctly watching that movie and like trying to rack my brain, trying to think out how that would work. Even from like the parade organizers standpoint, like how do we make this prop? Mm -hmm. I just anyways. I know it's it's a it's I know I know I shouldn't be looking at it this way, but it's funny how much they kind of instill some reality into and then just yeah. strip it all away. Or what about it's the fact you leave out the fact that there's there, there's a mail bomb left at a radio station that explodes and these guys aren't being like hunted down as terrorists or anything. Oh, God. Yeah. Well, Sinbad might be going to prison for domestic terrorism, but that's true. that's uh <laughs> <laughs> that also that, that, that oh, didn't age boy. well given the year the film was released and that was kind of a thing for a minute after that but uh yes, if i have to if i have to think about it i'm pretty sure it came out in 1996 i think it did okay just gotta check my numbers one more time <laughs> it, did, it came out in 96 um i i will also comment i i did watch the extended edition which and here i thought i was going to look up that i'm sorry I, I don't have exactly how many more minutes that is is it like is, is there noticeable differences uh and this is extended cut there is when howard is driving all the town all over town arnold schwarzinger's character looking at different toy stories the mm-hmm. montage of him looking for turbo man and he's getting laughed at, at his face the the song uh jingle all the way i think it's by like Brian Satsu Orchestra or something like that is what was playing in the sure. original release that Jingle Bell, Jingle, you know, it's very upbeat, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Replaced with the Christmas song makes it an entirely different scene. It is so much sadder and it's just like uh. he looks so much more pathetic in this edit that immediately throws me off. There is another scene that actually has Yearly Smith in it that is completely cut out of the movie normally huh. where after well, he first leaves the shopping mall yes the lisa herself um and it's funny because i can't unhear lisa's voice whenever she talks so 
It's mm. he, uh, Arnold thinks he's chasing this lady out who has a turbo man and stops her. And he's like, Hey, I'll pay you three times what you paid for your entire bag. And she's like, are you sure you just don't want my phone number? And he's like, no lady, I, I want, <laughs> I want the, the, the toy you just bought. And she's like, well, here's my phone number anyways. And then takes the cash from him and walks away. <laughs> he pulls it out and booster. Everybody hates booster. And he just, fucking throws it in the trash can it's kind of dude i fucking love booster booster's this big pink kind of dog he's a tiger. human they actually type man. in the movie he's, uh. he's supposed to be a, a tight a humanoid pink tiger that wears a gold bikini and in what world is booster not the fucking celebrity of this show like who doesn't want a the booster man in my eyes booster is a shit gold bikini on <laughs> i gotta pull up a picture of booster right now swear to god gold bikini bottom Booster from Turbo Man. <laughs> Showing pictures that match. No, I don't want to see pictures of Turbo Man. Did you know they made a Turbo Man cereal? What? Oh, uh, but there's Booster. I could see that though. I could see that though. There's oh, um. Man. So there's a few extra things they add in there, like when um when Howard gets dropped off by the tow truck. There's actually a little bit of a scene when he's in the tow truck talking to the driver and he's practicing his speech to his wife. Of like what he's going to say. And she's like giving him shit. Uh, that was kind of funny. Nice. And then there's a little bit more of uh, Myron describing the uh, the gun toy that he wanted as a kid. Where he actually goes through and he describes each gun that the seven guns in one has. And he huh. d- like plays out a whole scene of what each one would be. It's funny. <laughs> it, it doesn't add a whole lot, but it was kind of fun. If you've seen the original one a bunch of times, this will throw you for a little bit of a loop because you'll every once in a while just go like, oh, wait, I don't remember this. So that, it added a little flavor. But uh, to, to, to wrap this one up, I'm going to give this a, a 1.5. Again, I I like it for holiday sake, but it is Velveeta cheesy. Like, it is just... Uh, dripping all over the place. One point five, time. man. I'm kind of like that, but I was about to write two. You know, no, 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 no. Stick to your guns, man. Don't listen. I to did. Me. You know what's funny is I wrote down two, and then I, while I was describing it, I'm like, oh my god, listen to myself. I crossed out the two, and I wrote down one point five. So one and yeah, a half no, slices. No, one with and a half slices, I guess. It's like the yeah. one whole roll, and then the half roll that's left in the basket because someone only wanted a half of one. It's about that's about where I'm at with that. So, you got you, can we keep it in the festive tone here? Do you got some more Christmas? I, I got some Christmas movies, but festive? I don't know. I'll, I'll tell you what I got, but uh, we'll see if they're festive in your opinion. Oh, after okay. I tell you about them. The uh, first one I'm going to tell you about is uh, I got two for you. So, if Just... anybody's like, how many movies is this dick going to tell us about? Two. Two more. This first one is a Hulu original movie called Happiest Season. Uh, it stars... It has a great cast. Uh, Kristen Stewart, Mackenzie Davis, Mary Stein, uh, Steinburner, Victor Garber, Allison Brie, Dan Levy, Aubrey Plaza, and oh, just a bunch of other cool shit. people in it. Yeah. Okay. So let's see here. It's about, um, um, um wow. Sounds <laughs> have great. It down. No, I'm kidding. Yep. Yeah. Good movie. Moving on. No. Um, so Mackenzie Davis plays a politician's daughter and she's in a relationship with Kristen Stewart. And the movie starts off, uh, they're talking. It's the night before Mackenzie Davis is going to go home. And she's like, you know, what? why don't you come with me and uh, meet my family? And Kristen Stewart's like, yeah, yeah, definitely. And we find out that Kristen Stewart is going to propose to her because they're madly in love with one oh, another. Nice. But yeah, yeah, that's that's what I thought. Uh, but Dan Levy's like, don't do that. Don't give into societal uh Norms. fucking archetypes <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah so um pretty much as they're driving to her family's house 
it turns out that Mackenzie Davis hasn't come out of the closet to her family yet. And she had told Kristen Stewart that she had told them over the summer. So she's in a tight place. Like they're literally halfway there. And she's like, it's just a bad time. My dad's running for office again. And I'll, I'll totally come out right after, after uh, Christmas. I just don't want to make things awkward and being the uh, nice loving person. Kristen Stewart is. She's like, all right, cool. I'll go for it. But, oh, boy, she's put through the ringer in this one, man. Oh, man. Uh, it's awkward for her, and ooh, it's a lot to take in. If you're looking for a cheerful Christmas movie, this might not be the one for you. But I will say, it's a beautiful movie. It, it's it's great, well acted, uh, and just 100% I loved. I loved it so much. Wow, uh, happiest season on Hulu, I give it a three and a half slices oh, of Oh, shit, toast. three and a half. All right. Yeah. Jump right up. Yeah, there. I was yeah. gonna say you sold me with the cast right away, but uh, well, oh yeah, interesting. okay, yeah. So I, I this one I wasn't looking forward to, but I'm like, you know what? I gotta check it out, and I'm happy Damn. I did. Might, yeah, now streaming might Hulu. take the whole episode. Well, let's let's see it after your next <laughs> review. Which I get now. I might be. I, I read ahead a little bit. I, I I looked ahead at the next choice in the choose your own adventure, and I I might know what the next uh, the next review will be. And I gotta say, I'm pretty pumped to hear what you have to say about the next one. All right, you, you want to tell them what it is then, yeah, since you you have your crystal ball. Uh, my next one is about Santa Claus himself. Uh, this is a movie called Fat Man. It stars Mel Gibson as Santa Claus, Chris Kringle, and it has uh, Walter Goggins in it, one of my awesome. favorite. So pretty much, it takes place modern day. A boy, uh, this rich, preppy son of a bitch. His father's not around. We don't know what happened to his mother. He's living with his grandmother. He has a whole staff at his house. Uh, he pretty much is a shitty kid. And he wakes up on Christmas morning and gets a lump of coal. And it's kind of nice. Santa packaged it in this nice box, a nice ribbon. And uh, after he gets that, he calls up Walter Goggins, who is a uh, hitman. And he's like, I want you to get the fucking big man. I want you to kill the fat man. <laughs> and uh, we find out Walter Goggins also was a bad kid and never got a gift from Santa oh, Claus. And uh, he pretty much kind of runs like a pawn store or like kind of a toy store where he buys toys that were made at Santa's uh, uh, his uh, Santa's uh, toy shop and deliver to kids. So he'll b- pay good money for it. And he's been trying to hunt down Santa for years. So this kind of works perfectly for That's him. Fine. But at the same time, Santa Claus is going through a rough time because kids are kind of shitty. So the naughty list is uh very high. And uh, it turns out in this world, it, it's, it's kind of based on reality, but I'll say this world, Santa Claus is a uh, hired person from the U S government and he gets paid for what he does. (laughs) And since, since the, the naughty list is pretty high, he's not making as much as he does. So he can't pay the elves as much. And, uh, it's tough times has hit, uh, the, 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 uh, not even, they're not in the North pole. They're actually up, uh, in Alaska. So, yeah. So the U S government comes to him and they're like, Hey, when it's not Christmas time and you, you have some downtime, we would love if you and your elves could make some uh, parts for some uh, helicopters for us, some choppers. And Santa doesn't want to do it, but he's like, fuck it, I got no choice. Um, so that we're, we're seeing that side of things. So Santa Claus uh, is as, picking up a U.S. defense contract? Yes, yeah. He doesn't want to do it. Like He, he literally calls a bunch of people. He calls Elon Musk, <laughs> all these other companies, and nobody has any work for him because they've all outsourced. And he's like, well, I guess we got to make up the money somehow. And so we're seeing Santa Claus like like we never seen him before. We meet him, 
and he is like doing gun practice. Like he's shooting stuff. <laughs> we see him at the bar. Oh my God. We see, we see him and uh, Mrs. Claus kind of making out. And then we see him post, uh, post, post coital. <laughs> uh, we see at one point he's gone out and we see that he got shot. And uh, we kind of see he has Wolverine style regeneration oh. uh, stuff going for him. Okay, we're seeing so many crazy things. And one thing that I loved when the, when the uh, U.S. Uh, government people are there, they go to have lunch with the elves, and uh, the elves literally just eat sugary products and only sugar. <laughs> And they get in a fight with the government because the government guy's like, you need the four basic food groups. And some would say sugar's hurting you. And they're like, nope, sugar is what keeps us so productive. Uh, we, we're great on sugar. We uh, ever, And they, they explain how elves work of, yeah. in, in this world. Essentially, they take 20-minute naps throughout the 24-hour day so they can all work efficiently. And that's all they need. Sugar and 20 minutes of sleep, and they're, they're golden. They're like Buddy the Elf. Um, yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> uh, and um, and we're watching uh, Walter Goggins. Everybody he kind of talks to because he wants to find out where Santa is. He kind of kills everyone along the way. And uh, for one of his first kills that he has, he uh, he steals a gerbil. And like at one point, we see him go to a, a pet shop and like he buys a bunch of stuff for a gerbil. So like he sets it up in the car. Like there's a spinning wheel we see the gerbil on, and like he he gets like he's talking to the woman at the pet shop, and she's like. I don't take you as, I'm sorry, hamster. I'm saying gerbil. It's hamster. She's like, I don't take you as a hamster person. He's like, well, I am a hamster person. And she's like, no, I know how to read people. Maybe you like this. He's like, nope. Well, what about snakes? He's like, well, snakes eat hamsters. So I don't think I'm a snake person. And like, so and she pretty much, you see this hitman getting more and more pissed <laughs> uh, as, as this lady saying something. He's like, you remind me a lot of my mother. She didn't know when to shut the fuck up and listen to me. <laughs> And it's like, oh boy. And uh, yeah. And then we see him driving, listening to different music. There's classical music. There's like heavy metal. Uh, we see him driving. There's like a weird montage of him driving. We see him getting fast food. Like, it's just a lot of weird little non sequiturs. Like, we see, ah, oh, man. It, this movie is so wacky. Like, there's so many great moments that you're like, holy shit, this is kind of funny. This is kind of cool. But I will say the movie meanders and it, it's it's kind of drawn out. It's It's like, a bunch of cool things thrown into a hodgepodge of oh. stuff and it kind of muddles the story and it's not what I thought. I thought there's going to be a lot of fight, a lot of action going on between the, uh, the slender man. I, I think they call him the, the skinny man and, and the fat mm. man. But of course they have, they do when they do fight, it's like a Western showdown in the snow, which is <laughs> badass. But, um, yeah, sadly, <laughs> I got to give this movie one and a half slices oh, of toast. Uh, it was now where it left off, the way they ended the movie. I'm like, ah, oh, fuck, dude. I would watch where this is going. Like, if they do a sequel, I will totally fucking oh. be there. It's it's amazing. Okay. Like, if they were to continue what they set up at the end of this, it would be a great movie. And I hope they get the chance okay. to do it because, like I said, I loved it. Like, I loved all the craziness and the mythos that they added to the world of Santa Claus and a hitman. But it's just story wise, it wasn't quite there. Like if this was short segments or short films or skits, I'd be like, cool, I get it. But it was badass seeing Mel Gibson playing Santa Claus and uh Walter Goggins hunting That's him. Awesome. It was fun. But uh just as a whole, I couldn't couldn't recommend this movie a hundred percent, but uh, that's too bad. If you like fun, goofy things, definitely check it out. It's worth checking out, but I want you to know it's not a solid movie. Okay. 
but it has solid moments. Right. Yeah, we've all been so that's fairly worn on, on the fat man. <laughs> yeah, nice. Yeah, damn. So right. yeah, uh, it's a nice. Yeah, one. so I think. Yeah. Shit, sorry. I think I was about to say what you were about to say. So I'll let I was you say, say that, you that's say a that. that's a nice plate of toast we got we got there. That's a serving up six mm-hmm. films. That well, should I know we skipped it last week, but should we get in a little bit of a couple of minutes of good old Mandalorian in here on the end? Or I'm gonna Oh let's do it. Let's do it to it. Woo Spoiler warning, spoiler warning. We're getting into the Mandalorian territory, so watch out. You have not watched this shit. We are going to spoil the fuck yeah. out of it, man. Oh, uh, like when Jar Jar Binks came back and we found out he was really Palpatine. Nani? <laughs> you got to watch it before you listen to it. Oh, man, that's right. Okay, here it comes. The Mandalorian Recap. We see our hosts go into unexpected territory where everyone else listening to the podcast has already seen. Giving the movie toasts, editing intern Mike have a massive aneurysm, potentially putting him in the ER while stuck in his cave. We shall see these two boomers ramble on in this segment of Mandalorian Recap. So pretty much, we, we catch up. Uh, Mando's back at his old stomping grounds. He runs into good old Carl Weathers and Gina Carano, and he needs some help. They fix up the ship for him. But he has to go on a mission with them to help them out. And fucking the child goes to school and steals some cookies using the force <laughs> power. Uh, and Horatio Sands is there as a creature who's just like, I don't want to be here. This is crazy. <laughs> and uh, a lot of badass action. Uh, and, uh, it was a great episode. I, I, what is it? Episode 11, I think, uh, chapter 11, 12. Okay. Uh, and to find out it was directed by Carl Weathers. I'm like, that makes it. That was cool. That chase scene going in that, when they were in the transport going down the valley was badass. I I enjoyed that Mm -hmm. quite a bit. That was well, yeah, it's like, well, it didn't push forward a whole lot. We did confirm a few things. Like it sounds like the child was very much a part of this, uh, a, a part of the plan to make the Palpatine clone. It sounds like yes. it was it, it it was the the child's blood the the level of metachlorines that were detected in the child's blood is close to what they need to even attempt making the uh, the Palpatine clone. So and I, I like mm-hmm. that little morsel of information to kind of lurch it forward. Well, it you know he's playing. Yeah, fun. it kind of helps solidify yeah. something that people could totally jump on board on on a movie, and it's like fuck. And oh oh yeah. And one thing that the, our 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 gang they don't know that fucking Gus Fring is still alive, yeah. but uh, they find out in this, and it's like, oh shit, something's about to go down because we see him again, and he's pissed. He wants revenge on Mando. That's, oh yeah, oh hell yeah, he's he was made a fool of. Yeah. This is a guy who's raised worlds, and this guy, this guy knocked him down. No, he's gonna finish <laughs> his mission. Well, the. The yeah. follow-up mission, we finally get to head uh, head out to meet a character we've been dying to meet this whole season. At least I have. I, I know I have. That's what they tell me, man. When I saw her, I'm like, oh, this 
wacky looking lady. All right, I'm down. Let's see. And then she was a bad. Oh, yeah. Who was she? Dennis? That is Ahsoka Tano for the, for the fans uh, or for not fans of the animated series. This is a very well established character from both Rebels and Clone Wars. Starting in Clone mm. Wars, this is the Jedi that actually was Anakin Skywalker's apprentice. So had he stayed <laughs> on the light side of the force, he would have become a Jedi master and she would have been his Jedi Knight, or, you know, had become a Jedi Knight. Mm-hmm. But given the events and how they played out, she was excommunicated from the Jedi Academy. Doesn't want to be have anything to do with the Jedi anymore. By Rebels, she comes back to help our main, our, our ragtag team of freedom fighters. And she's their, like, underground connection to get them some assistance in the later seasons, as well as helping them face down Darth Vader himself, which that was a great, great <laughs> way to conclude that series. So... Ahsoka in this point uh, period of time seems to be kind of doing her thing for those not familiar uh, with the character. There's this Jedi character who's been uh, hassling this, this town that uh, Mando was pointing in the direction of in order to meet a Jedi to get someone to mm-hmm. help out with his child. This is who, you know, finally he thinks he's finally getting towards his end goal and uh, hearing the story of this this scary, scary Jedi, it was like, all right, yeah, this has got to be a place to go. What I thought was kind of neat, uh, Michael Bean plays one of the characters. He's like the main security detail. All right, that's who it was? That was Michael yeah. Bean? Yeah. I, I, it's just sad, dude. I honestly thought that that was uh, Peter Weller. Uh, I thought it was he, RoboCop. He's like, kind of a Peter Weller vibe. I think, yeah, he's, he's, a, he's, he's got a little bit of a the weathered face, but there's, it's, it's, OG Terminator man himself. Um, <laughs> nice. I, I liked. I, I thought he did a great job. Um, and again, oh, I mean, yeah. the whole episode was great. But the the real star was Rosario Dawson because she kicked ass at playing this character. And mm-hmm. she, I mean, for me as a fan of the animated stuff, it's it's who I thought she would be. You know, it's as having grown up, lived the lessons she learned from Obi Wan and Anakin. She. Every once in a while, she'd drop a few lines that just very much sound like things that they would say. And clearly, these are like the the morsels that she's taken to heart. And she still she still fights kind of like that same kind of style that I loved when she flipped the lightsaber around into that oh. stance like that, because that was her. That was part of her signature stance of having the opposite, holding her lightsabers in opposite directions like that. OK, I got to jump in here. I thought when I saw like pictures of her, like in the anime series, I'm like, ah. Fucking dual lightsabers. It's kind of stupid. But seeing it live action, I'm like, this is fucking badass. And like, she was fucking owning ass, man. Oh, yeah. Like, and she was killing people, it looked like. And I'm like, Jedi can't oh, kill. Yes, oh, yes, they can. When it, if, if that there's no other, if you, you've left with no other choice and the individual is going to bring harm to other living things then a Jedi can do what they can do what they must in order to keep the peace. At least that's how it's justified for many of them. And really how I think uh, the emperor undermined the Jedi council and was able to destroy them in the long run, his long con. But that's a whole other star Wars conversation we can say for star Wars soup. I don't know. Um, Okay. So, so ideally what, what I got here was, he meets up with her. He's like, "Hey, you can be the one to train this 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 child." We actually learn his yeah, name. Yeah, that shit, was so man. cool. I love that Grogu. We finally have the child's yeah. name. And once he says his name, you see the little face light yeah. up and like the ears perk up, man. It was so fucking sweet. But like, she's like, no, nah, I can't train him. I, I can't. And then like, he's like, well, I can help you with this issue that you have if you promise to train him. And it's like, oh, man. 
she's gonna do it and she agrees to it and then then like he, he, they go to get him and like it's like oh shit he he has this like amazing moment where he just holds him and looks at him and i'm like i fucking cried a bit man I'm like, oh, oh yeah. man this is sad man I don't know what the fuck's the show gonna be. Just the Mando walking around by himself and oh, no, no sweet way. fucking child that wants to eat food and stuff. And like then when she's like, I can't, I can't train him, man. He, you're like a father figure to him. He he loves you. He can't be without you. And then when she's like, oh, but you can't bring him to this planet and just leave him in the middle of the woods at this old Jedi temple. And maybe Jedi's will show up and help him. Although there's not really any Jedi well, left. Yeah, it's I don't like, think it's so much Jedi showing up as it is he's uh, Grogu getting his vision or deciding whether or not he should get that type of training. Uh, yeah. There, and there's a lot of like in the expanded universe, there is a side story of what if Yoda had turned to the dark side and like the amount huh. trying to imagine the amount of power that he would possess if he gave in to that. That's a scary thing to propose with a, a you know, a cre- the same species that Yoda. Was. I mean, season one, we saw Groku fucking, Almost killed what was a Gina Carano with the force choke, and it was fucking intense. Yeah, yeah. Dude. so we know it can possess like it has it possesses great strength. It can easily, uh, not easily, but it can harness an immense amount of the force around it. So, not not something to be trifled with. Now, the big thing yeah. that I, I let out an audible like yelp when they said his name. I, I, everything else is cool. I don't let me downplay naming the child and actually getting to see Ahsoka Tano. Very fucking awesome. But actually getting to hear Grand Admiral Thrawn's name. Holy shit. See, I don't know who that guy is. So he originally comes from the Expanded Universe, but they brought uh, Disney brought him into the fold with Rebels to canonize um, what was actually a very big Imperial character. He's, he's just a great villain for the people who were fans of like Grand Moff Tarkin, even though he's only in one Star Wars movie, but he kind of just has this cool air about him. He's like Grand Moff Tarkin on Coke. Like it's, it's just way more intense. He's a lot colder and more calculating. And he's like one of the most feared admirals in the Imperial fleet. He's just really not someone to be fucked with, but because of a series of events, he's, Obviously, you know, they were able to write around. Oh, and this is why you don't see him. So like the Battle of the huh. Death Star, he was actually fighting another campaign very far away. So his fleet couldn't respond to the rebel attack. Mm. But I, I digress. Grand Admiral Thrawn, whose character was perceived to have been killed off in uh, Rebels, seems to still be alive, which is a terrifying huh. thing to suggest. So I am pumped if we get this. A blue skinned menace to show up in the series because he will be someone. Oh, he's the blue. Yeah, he's a blue. He's like as blue fresh. fresh I think red I've eyes. seen him before. Yeah, yeah. wears an imperial uh, officer's uniform all the time. Yeah, that'll be huh. that'll be badass. As as scary as uh, Moff Gideon is, mm-hmm. uh, Gra- Grand Moff Tarkin is a scarier person. It seems at least what they've revealed us so far. I would think scarier. Huh. <laughs> so. Okay, all right. Well, I'm. I am. I know. I'm pumped for next week's episode of Mandalorian. Then again, I'm pumped for every fucking episode of Mandalorian. Yeah, that's true. I'm just not pumped at the fact that I think we're almost out of episodes for the season. Yeah, we? we're getting there. They, I, I, but just you know, keep in mind, we're gonna get, we're gonna get some more Star Wars. I, I am sure they're not gonna let this one slow down. It is too big a pull. Yeah, I think I heard. Uh, Fabro said, did I say Fabro? Fabro said that uh, they're planning on shooting season three or starting shooting season three before the year's end. Oh, 
So that that could be a yeah. good yeah yeah. D- Disney wants a sure yeah. thing. They know that sucker will keep their Disney Plus subscribers seated. Oh yeah, without a doubt. Well, all right. We got a heaping help and a toast. We got a we sprinkled some shows at the beginning and the end for a little flavor in there. Little little TV butter, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. A little guy theory action in there. Bam. I want to say bam so bad. I know that. Yeah, no, I want to say after I said that, I'm like Emerald Lagasse. Emerald Lagasse. I, I wanted to say it too, so it wasn't just you. I'm talking about Flavor Town. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know any of these guys. I don't know what they talk about. Oh, yeah. But Flip those sunglasses gonna... in the back of your head and put on another episode <laughs> of Movie Toast. No, that's. Ooh, that's a good way to go. I don't know why I was getting a little Will oh, Forte yeah. McGruber in there. It's funny. I. I in, as you were saying it, it's like, oh, for some reason, I'm thinking of Will Forte and Parks and Recreation, that one episode he did. <laughs> that was, a, oh, that was a good run. I like we sprinkled some Christmas in there, keeping it fester. Dive a little deeper into the Christmas yeah. season next week. Um, I'll, I'll probably bring another It Man back. I'll have to see. I'll have to see what the flavor's like. See what the tone of the room is. I'll probably not talk about it an It Man because that'd be weird if I just jumped in this late on the train. Well, thank you for listening, everybody. Hopefully you enjoyed it. If you've enjoyed it, please give us a review over on Apple Podcast uh, or uh, let us know on Twitter, Instagram, Reddit, Discord, all at movie underscore toast. Or Dennis, where else can they YouTube find us? Uh, was it YouTube and Facebook are movie toast news and reviews. Yeah. Be sure you distinguish those. They are going to be different names. No, I That's think that sure. covers the basis. Well, folks, as always, gonna wish you a a merry toasty. What the fuck am I doing? Oh my god, I am. I'm just making. I don't know. You're just changing your catchphrase. All right, now. let's just tidy it up here. All right, movie toaster Dennis, movie toaster Adam, we're telling you to stay toasty. Stay toasty.